This Friday and Saturday will be a Kirtan concert with Manga Alandanda. Manga Alandanda is on the line, and hello, welcome to WLRN. Hello, thank you for having me, Michael. Now I'm having such trouble, yes? I was going to say the name, Manga Ananda. I have such trouble with your name. Do you come across (laughs) that a lot? Yeah, of course. That's not your, uh, your birth name, is it? It was a name given me by my spiritual teachers in India. And Kirtan Concerts is a spiritual concert. Yeah, Kirtan is K-I-R-T-A-N. Kirtan is a really ancient art form from the Indian tradition of uh, chanting, chanting these divine mantras. A mantra is a revealed sound formula. It's actually a name of the divine. And uh, chanting these mantras is very healing and uplifting and empowering and very joyful. And it's uh, caught on like crazy in the West in the past few years. It's been going in India for literally centuries and centuries. Now it's very popular in the West. I travel all over the world, and, and I've had big festivals in Europe and America. And people are just crazy over it because it's a very participatory event, very community-centered event where it's call and response. The leader sings. And then people sing back what he's saying. And we have a, a musical instruments and everything. So it's becoming very popular now. When did you first get exposed to Kirtan music? I uh, 
first went to India when I was just 19 years old, back in 1973. But I, actually in 72, though, I started practicing yoga under the, the um, guidance of Swami Satchidananda, who later founded the Indra Yoga Institute and started doing kirtan then. So um, it's been a part of my practice for, you know, a long time, 100 years or so. It's, it seemed to have really affected your life, this yoga practice, so much so that you changed your name. Yeah. When I first started, I, I um, really, because I, I met Swami Satchidananda back in the 70s, I stumbled into a lecture at a college campus, and I, I realized this is uh, not something you just add to your life. It's a whole lifestyle. So I, I uh, was very influenced by that, and I uh, really dove into it, and I lived in ashrams and even some monasteries and things most of my life. And I lived 12 years in India. I helped start a school in India at one of my guru's ashrams and lived there for 12 years. It's still very connected. I go back every year to India. You lived in India for 12 years. What was your plan? What was your intention? Actually, I went there never to come back. I went there. um, I was invited to be a part of this project, founding a school in a little village. And I've been living in an ashram for many years in America, and I thought, this is really what I want to do. So I went with the idea of basically staying in India. Uh, I helped found the school. It was extremely successful, had a huge impact on these very poor village children. Beautiful, beautiful project. And it's still running. In fact, that's what these concerts are for, to raise money for the school. And we founded it in 2001. And then in 2007, it was based on donations because we didn't receive government funds because we wanted to have the freedom to have it as an experimental, spiritually-based school, as well as a regular school that provides education. So uh, in 2007, we basically ran out of money. And so um, I was the only Westerner in the project. So I was on the board with this board meeting, and we said, look, we just can't open the school next year. It's, it's a tragedy. And then we started talking, how can we get donations? And somebody said, well, we can't really get them in India. Anybody think we can go to the West and get them? And all eyes turned towards me yeah. being the only Westerner. And I was a musician already, and I'd been doing kirtan my whole life. So, and I'd been singing with another person at the ashram every night. And so I said, "Well, we can maybe go and do some concerts and try to raise money and sing." And he said, "Yeah." So, so I called some friends in Europe, and we arranged a tour. We put together a band, which is uh, another person from the ashram and a boy from our school who plays the drum, and we just set off. And we thought, "Well, let's see." And it turned out to be hugely successful. And every year we would spend months during the summer, during the summer break of the school, uh, traveling and just doing concerts and classes and raising money for the school. And that, that's, how, that's how I got thrown into the arena of being a professional musician from just a, uh, uh, you know, having it as part of my spiritual practice. And later people started ask, asking us to do classes, too, because we're from an ashram. We have our guru's teachings. And um, my guru is Sri Anandamai Ma. She was a great woman saint of India in the tournament spiritual character. I've written a book about her. Then people started asking us to classes, and the, the head of our ashram, he said, yes, you have to teach. So then I got thrown into the arena of being a teacher. <laughs> so I, I got the title Acharya from the ashram. Acharya means uh, not someone who's kind of set themselves up as a teacher, but someone who has been empowered and commissioned to teach the teachings of the lineage of the ashram, the Guru's teachings. I'm speaking with Manga Anananda. And he will be in South Florida for two shows, one next Friday at the Yoga Source in Plantation, and then on Saturday at the Duncan Conference Center Chapel in Delray Beach. It sounds like not only did you not intend to come back to the United States, but 
you didn't intend to lead curtains and teach classes either. <laughs> That's true. I was kind of not really against my will. I just kind of went with the flow, and this is what needed to be done, so I did it. I had this aspiration. What do you have more fun doing, the music or the, the lectures? Oh, music. I mean, I love teaching also and, and talking with these, but I love the music. The music is so fun because it's so joyful. And I get to play with these great musicians. And it's not just simple chanting. I mean, it's, it's simple, singable chanting, but we accompany it with, with uh, I play harmonium, which is a uh, Indian keyboard. I usually have a guitarist with me and a tabla player. Tabla is the Indian percussion hand play drum. And it's, so it's very beautiful music. And I get to be able to leave this and see people start to sing and get more and more joyful and get up and start to dance. And it's just uh, it's spreading joy wherever we go. So it's just it's a wonderful um, blessing to be able to do this. I feel so grateful to be able to do this. Kirtan music is quite unique. Would it be accurate to say it's music for meditators? Well, yes and no. It's music that is facilitates meditation because it puts your mind in a very clear, calm state. But it's also very spirited. Some of it is slower and more meditative. And react. I usually start with the slower and slowly build up, and at the end have everybody up dancing. Because you know, it can also be very spirited and very joyful and just can't help but get up and dance. So it's meditative and it's healing. Like I say, it's kind of a, it's kind of a win-win situation. Because one, you have the music, you have music. Music, any music, opens the heart. You know, just gives you joy, opens the heart, puts you on a different level. So we have the joy of music, and then we're not just singing any kind of, you know, idle words like, baby, baby, why'd you leave me, you know, that type of thing. We're singing these wonderful, powerful sound formulas that were revealed to the ancient yogis of India. And we're singing these sound formulas, which are, are easy to sing, and the vibration of these sound formulas are so healing. They, they go into your heart and soul and just, like, wake up your mind and give you, make you very, feel very peaceful and joyful. So it's like a like I said, you have both the opening of music and then you're singing these wonderful sound forms. That's, this is why it's so popular. And also, it's so participatory. It's not, we say concert, but it's not really a concert. A kirtan is a, um, a worshipful, participatory community event. And that's why people like it, because you sing back mm. and you sing along. If you can't sing, it doesn't matter. You, know, you don't have to be professional or, or even sound good. All you have to do is just make the noise. So are these songs old or new? The, old, the forms you say are old, but are the songs uh, new? The mantras we sing are eternal. They're neither new nor old. They exist forever in the sounding in the universe and in each person's heart. The different melodies we use, uh, I've written a lot of them, and some of them are very traditional. Now, see, I sing within the Indian ragas. A raga is a scale of Indian classical Indian music. So I put my music in the kind of Indian raga, so it has more of an Eastern flair to it. The music is very traditional, and some's new, some is new, and some is old. I'm speaking with Manga Anananda, who's going to be leading a Kirtan concerts in South Florida next Friday and Saturday night. This is also a benefit, as you say, for an ashram in India? Yes. In 2001, I helped start the school in central India at my Guru's ashram, a place called Omkareshwar in Madhya Pradesh in central India. We've run this school, and it's, it had up, got up to 500 students. It goes all the way through high school. We get the kids scholarships in the college. So when I go back now, I see some of these kids who grew up with this, who were literally beggars, who were literally little dirty urchins who, had, who were neglected, who had no possibility of progressing in their life. Now they're studying. They're these bright, 
educated young people, so full of talent and intelligence. And now they're studying in college, getting jobs. And we started about five years ago, we started a second project a little further down river, because we're on the edge of a river, uh, in a different village. And, uh, and now that project is also coming along very beautifully. Now we have about 250 kids there and 50 boys in a hostel, both boys and girls in the school. We have a nonprofit we founded in America to help support the school called Children of Ma. Those are the people who brought me to Florida, who are bringing me to Florida to do this concert. And 100% of the money, of the raised funds we raise, will go to the school to help the school, to pay the teachers' salaries, to, to uh, get food, because it's a free school for very, very poor children. So they get food, they get books, they get uniforms, all the t- classes free. So we have to support that with our, our help. I see you can get more information at the website, Children of Ma. Dot O-R-G. I have one more question for you. You said you uh, used to live in India, but now you live in California. Why did you make the permanent move? <laughs> the old thing, love struck. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, <clears throat> I'd been uh, living in ashrams. Uh, I'd never been married. I never even had a real relationship. I'd been living a very dedicated life, like a monastic life, you could say, in ashrams all my life. And uh, I was on tour in America. I first I toured Europe, and I got invited to come to America. So every year I would come to America. My first concert in San Francisco, I met this wonderful, beautiful lady. And we just kind of became friends. And every time I, I would come to um, California, we'd spend some time together. Then she came to India a couple of times and started school. And we realized, uh-oh, like I am like, totally in love. What do I do about this? <laughs> so um, with the blessing of my ashram, because I, uh, I, they, they also wanted me to try to start something here in California for our lineage and our guru. So I came back to America, and we started a small ashram, and I work here, and, um, and we got married. So I'm married for the first time very happily, and uh, continuing my spiritual life as I've been doing, but uh, with, a, with a wonderful partner who also is very spiritual, who meditates with me, and uh, so it's very beautiful sharing that. Congratulations. I. Isn't, doesn't that go against the, the uh, oath of celibacy, though? Oh, well, well, if you're a celibate living that life, you should do that. And, but with my, my teacher's permission, I, she, I even had her come to India one more time. We sat with him, and, uh, and he gave us his blessing and gave us some instruction to do together. And so very openly and with his blessing, I just changed uh, my external circumstances. It was that I... You know, some people are celibates, but they cheat and have, you know, girlfriends and their size and all this. I wasn't going to do that. I very openly, clearly said, this is what I would like to do, got the blessing, and with a full open announcement, public and everything, uh, I said, okay, now I'm married. And uh, this is also fine in our lineage. It's just you don't switch the two. You don't be a celibate and sneak on the side. But if you're openly, you know, with a partner, that's also fine. Well, again, congratulations, and you're going to be in concert next Friday and Saturday. On the phone with me now is Manga. Yeah, it's May 17th and May 18th. May 17th and 18th. 17th at the Yoga Source in Plantation. That starts at 7 p.m. at 6601 Northwest 14th Street in Plantation. And May 18th is the Duncan Conference Center Chaplain, Delray <clears throat> Beach, 15820 South Military Trail. Uh, more information could be get got at childrenofma.org. Florida Kurtan uh, would be the other information. Manga Anananda, thank you so much. Well, for- I would like I would just like to personally invite people to come and experience Kirtan. I think Kirtan's also there'll be people who are familiar with it 
love it also. They, you please come. If you've never experienced Puritan, don't think you any experience, previous experience. You just come. It's a very natural, very um, organic uh, experience where you just sing or you don't sing. You know, it's like there's no rules. You just have a good time. So come and enjoy it. Enjoy it and experience the, uh, something new. Great. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Hara Hara Bole, Namah Shivaya. Shiva 